When you're helping someone, it lights up something in you. It creates a relationship of value with yourself that's deeply beneficial. It shows you that you can have a sense of control over your life by what you enter into in relationship with other people. Welcome to the Transformative Parenting Podcast, mindset-based communication and leadership advice for highly capable, super smart parents. Because when you change the way you think about your kids, you actually change the way your kids think. I'm your host, Paula Kaywall. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about something that a lot of really driven, independent, highly capable people struggle with, and that is asking for help. If you're the kind of person who has a persona or values the ideal of independence, you may have a really, really, really hard time asking for help. Or when you do ask for help, there's a lot of stuff mixed in with that ask. What do I mean by that? What I mean is there's a deeper pattern behind the hate and severe dislike you have of asking people for help. To explore this and what happens in this situation, I took a deep dive within myself because I also have this pattern. And it's been loosening up a lot. In fact, it's loosened up a ton. I want help. I don't want to be doing all of the shit that there is to do in my life all the time by myself. But throughout my life, I have encountered periods where I did not have the ability to ask for help. It's a huge lesson because all good things in life flow through other people. We need other people for everything. There is no such thing as being, you know, this island of independence. It, it doesn't exist. It is a structure that if you're trying to erect that in your mind is a big illusion. This is a lesson that over my life, I've had to kind of get beat over the head with it in order to uh, really understand it and let it go. I think the first component of not wanting, you know, not being able to ask for help is just not wanting to have to rely on other people to get things done. That sense of independence that you're safer if you don't need others is a huge part of it. You know, if I don't need other people, I'm safe. The problem is in that raising little kids... If they feel they're needed, that gives them self-confidence and value 
and a place in the family structure. And this pattern I had within myself denied me from giving that to my children. I grew up in a family where my mom, she couldn't read beyond a third grade level, nor write beyond a third grade level. And she was very, very dependent on me as a single mother when I was growing up. So I had no doubt to my value. But when she met my stepfather, she shifted that dependence to someone else. And I questioned my worth at that period in my life. But at least I had that experience of being really valuable for a period of time. When I came in with my own children and didn't want to ask them for anything and wanted to do everything myself, it robbed them of that sense of where they fit in the family and where they were able to give value. Not everyone will have this pattern, but for those of you that do, you must strive to make your kids feel like you need them to show up because kids have so much more control over their lives when they can help. The second fear is that they will reject you if you ask for help. And then you'll be flat on your face with the ask, if they're adults, or that the energy that it takes you to ask leaves you exhausted because little kids will often reject you and that triggers anger. So when dealing with little ones, you just don't give them the option to say no and you pose it in the way that it takes the least amount of time and energy from you as possible to enforce. They may resist at first. But not as much if you take away all the other things they'd rather be doing, meaning you leave screens and game time and that sort of thing for later. It is more about the energy of doing something together. And this is important because if all your energy is shitty, you know, and you're judging your helper, well, who the fuck wants to be in close relationship with someone who's judging them every step of the way? So if your energy is clear and you're just enjoying the good that's flowing into your life from the help, that is exactly where you need to be with it. That is the nirvana of flow, that good things come from other people in life. All comes from other people, money, jobs, houses, food, clothing, activities, all of it. Oftentimes, other people will open a whole new world to you. One of my favorite things is the idea that people will show you what they love if you let them. And this really came through to me when a friend invited me to go paddleboarding with her. I've never paddleboarded. And I have a great fear of water. I do not like water sports, even though it very much appealed to me. Uh, my first instinct anytime someone invites me to do something on the water where I'm going to be in the water is to say no. But I saw that pattern in myself and I thought, well, this is an opportunity for me to be on a lake and 
and uh, with nature in a beautiful setting. And I wanted to do it. And so I pushed that fear. I looked at it. I walked through it. And I said, yes, let's do it. What I was shown through that activity was everything that my friend loves. She opened what she loves about where she lives, what she loves about why she lives there, everything that lights her up about that lake. And I could see all of this through her eyes. And I got it too. Well, these are the kinds of things that come through other people. When we let them help, hey, I'll teach you, I'll show you, would you like to do this? But it can happen when we initiate the ask just as much as when they offer it. When you're helping someone, it lights up something in you. It creates a relationship of value with yourself that's deeply beneficial. It shows you that you can have a sense of control over your life by what you enter into in relationship with other people, that you can help them get places and that they can help you get places. Being afraid to ask for help shuts down all kinds of opportunities. First of all, it's very stressful for you. And second of all, you start to beat yourself up for not being able to do it on your own or having to experience that stress that you're not good enough at whatever to be able to do this on your own and not need other people. That's a nice little cycle of how we beat ourselves up that is very irritating in this setting, but it is one that is very common. I should be able to do this myself. I shouldn't need your help. And then by the time we ask for help, we get really ticked off that we had to ask for it because then it makes us feel inadequate in some way because of that pattern that we have going. This is part of how we keep ourselves in this little box where we cut ourselves off from the flow of a lot of the good things that can happen in life for us. It's a way that we keep ourselves from getting too big, growing too fast, running too far. It just kind of is how we contain ourselves. That container is designed to be protection. We are trying to protect ourselves in this little container so that we don't get too big and we don't go to places where we could get ourselves into trouble. And that is a big part of all of these patterns is that they're designed to keep us safe. They don't really work in that capacity because what they do is they cut us off from all kinds of things. And so perhaps they stave off a few experiences that could possibly be negative, but all those negative learning experiences can show us how to navigate ourselves on the interior. So negative is a label, and it all depends on where you're standing and what label maker is putting the label on. 
Our heads are great label makers and experiences we like to categorize. You know, this experience is bad. This experience is good. Okay, so let's say your kid lands all straight A's. Good, right? Well, not necessarily. What if in the process they drove themselves into depression, lost all of their friends, and are exhausted and really unhappy from the effort it took to get those A's? Is it still good? Everything has components that you could pull out of it that you could label as being positive or negative. But really, experiences just are. They are what they are. And we get to decide whether they're positive and negative. And much of that depends on how we interact with the experience and what we allow the experience to teach us. Some of our most negative experiences become positive ones when we have taken a big learning from it, when we've taken something from it that really helped us understand ourselves or develop a skill or understand a, a, a different way that we want to do things. That's the kind of thing that will launch us forward. That's the kind of thing that will push us out in front again and get us going back in the right direction. Our desire to be safe, our desire to not need others, it cuts us off from the flow of all those good things that come through connection and relation to others. And that flow gets cut off from our children where it's always just going in one direction and they don't get to complete the circuit. And so they feel bad because they feel like all they ever do is take, their role is to take, but that they can't give. That nobody wants what they have to give. As parents, we're not trying to send that message to them. That is the last message we're trying to send. But sometimes that's the message they receive. And then there's work to be done to convince them that they have value, to help them experience that flow, that they contribute something meaningful to the lives of the people around them. And so I would encourage you to work on accepting help, not from a shitty place, not from a place where, well, you should help me. God, I had to ask you. Oh my God, I can't believe I had to ask. I mean, didn't you just see it? Couldn't you just see it? You know, we have those unrealistic expectations sometimes of our partners or our kids. Can't you see me struggling over here? Why is it that I have to ask you for help? Well, because like you, they are, you know, submerged in their own experience. And they may not notice, especially if you're putting on a front, that you've always got it and you don't need it. You don't need help. If you can be honest with yourself and just accept that you do need help, you do want help, you don't really want to be doing all this stuff that you're doing, but you do it because 
You feel like you should be able to handle it. Again, there's that word should. If you can let go of that mindset and just accept that you do need help and that good things come through your connection to others and that you don't have to be strong and completely independent and be able to do everything yourself, that that feeling that you have to be strong all the time, that armor, that wall, that defense mechanism because you're actually afraid that if you get to needing the help, it won't be there. When were you abandoned so thoroughly that you got this pattern? It happened at some point, emotionally, physically, somewhere along the lines there was abandonment. And at that moment you abandoned yourself too. The main thing to understand is you can do this on your own if you have to. But you don't have to most of the time. So why not set that armor down? And why not let people in? If you have to do it yourself, here or there you can. Done it before, you know that. But most of the time, you're going to find that's not necessary. Because when you're in a position with another person where you ask for help and you're really in that flow state of gratitude that they've given it to you and that they're there with you in that space, they're feeling really valued. They're getting something out of that. And they're enjoying being in that space with you because it makes them feel good. So it really just depends on the energy behind your request. If your energy is judging them for not having helped sooner or not having offered the help and you are, you know, getting angry at them for having to ask for it, or that maybe they had other plans and they weren't really interested when it comes to kids and helping at first, if you're going to hold that against them, they're not going to want to be in that space with you because your energy is going to be hostile. So you can't ask for help and then send out all this hostile energy for having done it or been made to do it in your mind and expect that to go well. People don't want to be in that energy and they're going to get away from you as fast as they can. It's just normal. But if you can shift that energy into the gratitude space, not be angry that you had to ask. Understand that you're asking because you don't really want to have to do all this by yourself, and that's okay. You will do it if you have to, but maybe you don't have to. And get curious as to whether or not someone might step in and take some of the burden off of it because they're enjoying being in the same space with you and it's making them feel good to do it. I had a relationship like this with my grandmother. Whenever she was doing anything, planting her bulbs in the front of her yard, making dinner, whatever she was doing, I would go up and I would just start doing things with her side by side because she never minded. And I liked hanging out with her and 
she was always doing something. She made me feel good being in the space with her. And I wanted to be in that space, and I wanted to hear her stories, and I wanted to talk with her. I wanted to be near her energy. I didn't care what I was doing, whether I was working in the yard or anything else. I just wanted to be near her energy. That is how we get kids to help. We invite them in with our energy and our love of spending time with them and our gratitude that they're around. And that is what sucks them in. Do you have trouble asking for help? Are you somebody who feels like they have to be independent all the time? Do you feel a lot of energy going out toward that? attempt to constantly be able to do everything yourself? Are you afraid people are going to abandon you? Is it too much energy that has to go out to get your kids to help you that you'd rather just not ask to begin with? If this is the case, check out the energy around it and make a shift. And you'll see all of this change. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. And that you'll go over and give it a five-star review if you're so inclined. Or feel free to write me a comment. I love to hear what you guys think. That's all for this week. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Transformative Parenting Podcast. If you'd like to go deeper than you've ever gone to become the leader your child needs, head on over to www.makeyourparentingeffective.com to learn how.